just a bit outside. And welcome to another episode of Just a Bit Outside. I'm your host, Steve Ely, and along with me, as always, my co-host, Wes Cook. Um, How you doing, bud? Man, football is almost back. I know. I know. I've been all over the preseason stuff, even though I, like, I know none of these guys we're going to see on Sunday. Very few of them. Very few. Well, at least early on, going forward, as we play more preseason games, we'll start seeing a little bit more familiar faces, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see them for a series or two. No one is. I'm fine with that. I just need to see a little bit. Yeah, my whole thing is like it's super. I don't really put just a whole enough lot of to wet the appetite. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't. You you see a lot of vanilla offense, a lot of vanilla defense. Mm-hmm. You're not really seeing anything that's going to change. But at the same time, it's here. It's football. Exactly. It is football, and that I'm pretty we're stoked get, about it. That also means we are going to get closer and closer to fantasy football as we mentioned last week of course uh, absolutely i'm excited man i just all everything about football season and what it entails you it's know a- fall uh then you get into the holidays you just get it's yeah. the best time of the year yeah it gets real and it gets really good late in the season cuz then you get Football with a little combo of like college basketball and a little NBA. You got your college football. College football coming too. Oof. Fall, fall, winter, spring. That's my time of year. World Series, playoff baseball. Yeah. 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 A team that will not be there in October is the A's. And, you know, (laughs) why would they? With their struggling asses. Yep. And uh, as the update goes, uh, 283 negative run differential now. Ooh. Yeah. They're slowing the pace up, though, which kind of sucks. You know, uh, they're not going to get to that f- that 400 number uh, as quickly as we would like. No. Nor maybe not even get there. Man, it's it was, they were on that path pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Pretty hard. They were closing in on 200, what, like? Two months into the season, yeah, and they and they've slowed the pace. Uh, they should get to three hundred fairly fairly soon. I don't know. We'll celebrate when they get to three hundred. All right, I'm down. It'll be good for that. Our lovable losers, exactly. But well, we always want to give the updates on that. You've got you're seeing uh, a little bit more. Of a, of the outlook of what the postseason is probably going to look like. Oh, the separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like in your in the American League, you have your division leader, leaders, which is Baltimore. <laughs> Whoops! Kate's iPad sitting here and just decided to go off on us. Uh, but you have your division leaders, the uh, Baltimore Orioles, uh, leading the East still, uh, Rangers in the Central. And the Twins uh, are current leaders. You mean the Rangers in the West, the Twins are in the ra- Central? Right. Sorry. Messed up there. Uh, the wild card leader are the Rays. 
Then you have uh, Houston and Toronto also there. But the Rays are what? Aren't the Rays just like two back from Baltimore or something like that? They're a three-game separation right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then uh, uh, still in the hunt, though, you have the Mariners only half a game back from a wild card spot. The Red Sox are two and a half back. <laughs> the Yankees are four games back from a wild card spot. That division, uh, though, is just ridiculous. It is. I mean, and the Yankees are the worst team in that division. And they're, what, five or six games above 500 or something? So three like games that. over 500 okay. right now. But I like watching it, man. It's good. Oh, I'm I'm completely happy when they they can be a mini game over 500 and not make the playoffs, and it's going to make me happy. Yeah, the A's are 31 games out of the wild card spot. Just in case you wanted to know. So you're saying they're the champs. <laughs> so in the National League in the East, the Braves, of course, the best team in baseball right now. Uh, they're uh, having an 11 game uh, cushion on Philly in the East. Dodgers out there in the West are uh, leading that division. And then you have the Brewers in the Central um, uh, leading that division right now. Uh, However, that division's getting a little tighter with the Cubs coming up. Cubs Cubs played well the last 60 games. Man, they're – since the All-Star break, man, they've turned it on and become a completely different ball club. It happens. There's always that team. No, that's good. I I love watching it. You know, make that – that central a little bit more competitive than what it has been here in recent years. I, I I've kind of got a semi soft spot for the Cubs. Like I'm uh, not I'm not a big Cubs fan by no means, but like Wrigley is definitely like oh sure one the, of the that it's on my it's on a list of places I'd like to go. See I need a game. to go. I definitely need to go. I have not been. Uh, I would love to. Well, to the wild card, Phillies lead the wild card right now, although. I mean, just lost back-to-back games to the Twins. It was super upsetting. Um, but they lead by two games right now uh, in the wild card. Then you got the Giants and the Cubs uh, in, in the wild card spot. The Reds are still there. The Marlins are still there. All Both of them are only a half game back. Um, a wild card. The Reds, have, you know, were red hot and then kind of cooled off for a little bit. I think they went on a six-game skid at one point. Uh, the Marlins, like I said, they usually kind of start deteriorating right around now, and we are seeing it. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if they can keep it up and at least make a, make a push towards the playoffs here at the end. Uh, the D-backs, who were just killing it for a while, they've cooled off too. They're a game under five hundred, but only three games out of the wild card, and the Padres are five games out. Uh, everybody else, yeah, probably not going to see. Your Mets are nine games out of a wild card spot. Oh, yeah, they're done, bro. <laughs> they've done yeah, they fire traded sold. It all away. Yeah. They didn't fire sold, and they've got the highest payroll in baseball. Yeah. Just to lose 20, what was it, 21-3. Yeah, didn't we say something? Oh, yeah, that was the, the other day. Ooh. Yeah, just yesterday in the doubleheader. Yeah, I got mercy ruled. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I even sent it to you. I was like, what the hell, man? Yeah, that was, ooh, that and was that's, brutal. See, and see, that's why I can't watch the Mets, right? <laughs> can't can't watch it. Even when I think they're supposed to be good, I can't watch them. No, I, I mean I get it. it. It is a struggle to do, but I mean I've I've sat through misery. I'm a Philadelphia fan. I know what it's like. So, uh, yeah, that's a good wrap on baseball for now. Uh, you know, it's heating up. We're getting uh, closer and closer to playoffs, and getting closer to uh, the October series that we all love to watch. Football 
though, is what's really on our minds. I know. It and is. it's just so much excitement for it right now. Um, the first thing that's going to start is going to be college football. And holy crap, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. With conference adjusting and moving around. I mean, everybody's just going everywhere. The Pac-12 is now the Pac-4. Yeah. Almost just the, like that. Almost the Pac-2. Yeah. Almost overnight. Yeah. That is wild. Well, we were just kind of talking about it pre, pre-show. I mean, they're in trouble. They're in trouble big time. Um, you know, Stanford has pretty much said they want to be in a power conference. They don't want to. They don't want to. They want. They don't want to downgrade. Why would you? No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I've seen all kinds of stuff where it's been like those four pretty much joining the Mountain West minus um, minus like San Jose State or something like that. But even that doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't look appealing to me. I mean, I it's probably all they can do. Yeah. At that point, I would just combine the two and even leave what schools are there, and then just exist with what you have. At least then you're tied into a conference and uh, yeah, there's I, something. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to one of the other big four conferences. But, I mean, this has kind of been the prediction since the all this stuff has started. And, I mean, that means, you know, when the ACC started acquiring teams from the Big East back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of been just – the outlook over the last 20 something years is that we were going to end up with four conferences eventually. Yeah. And it's, it's playing out now. I was actually surprised the ACC didn't go after like a Yukon or somebody like that too. That kind of fits their kind of mold. Okay. Football program. Okay. Yeah. Yukon's dude. They just went division one like five years ago. Didn't they? No, they've been around. They've been doing D one for a little bit. They've been a lot. Maybe longer. ten years, dude. They were in D one when they were in uh, when the Big East was the Big East. When they had Miami and everybody, I thought they were one of the football programs that wasn't around then. No, I might be, I might be mistaking them for somebody else. Then. You might be thinking building over as somebody. Yeah, but UConn's been been okay because they actually had a year not long ago there where they were okay in football. Yeah. I don't remember how long ago, but it's what it is. But it just fits their MO, you know what I'm saying, as far as ACC. ACC, when I think ACC, you know, I always look at it as football. It's it's still their moneymaker, but they've always been college basketball heavy to me. But not anymore. It is football central or nothing. Oh, okay. So UConn became a Division One team in 2002. So it's been more recent, but not that recent. Yeah, not that recent. Okay. I had to look it up. It was bothering me. 20, 20, 20 plus years at this point. All right. So let's say, yeah, we're, where we're at now is the Pac-12 has Cal, Stanford, Washington State. Oregon State. And Oregon State. Ugh. I mean, those, I mean, ugh, they're all kind of bottom feeders, really, too. Well, Stanford's not really a bottom feeder. No, they they've, have been, your, they've they, had success. Yeah. I agree. Plus, they've, I mean, they've had success on, on the highest levels of where yeah. they need to, you know, yeah. basketball and football. Uh, 
but now it's they're the teams that are bringing. They're not the big revenue getters that everybody else was. No, no, and that's what I mean more by bottom feeder than I do um, in terms of actual success. You, you're gonna those conferences want is all about money. All these moves are about money. So oh, yeah. it's about getting teams that are going to get eyeballs on the television, merchandise, and putting butts in the seats, all that good stuff. Well, That's what it's about. I know. I mean, we talked touched on it last week where it was like pretty much where the Pac-10 failed was their st- stupid TV deal. No, that was terrible. That was awful. I, we came up with a pretty good solution, I thought. you You have the schedule to do whatever you want. We're talking weekend football games, right? Yeah. Sorry, primetime games just aren't really going to be it for you. No, you got to start your games earlier. Exactly. Got to be, you got to have that afternoon. All day, all daytime games. And and a three o'clock game is six o'clock here. Yeah. Four o'clock game, seven o'clock here. You know, that kind of stuff. You want to do that. So then you have the East Coast watching. That's it. Uh, we like we said we can't be watching at ten o'clock at night ten thirty that stuff's just not gonna happen I don't care if it's on a Friday night I might turn it on but I ain't paying attention yeah okay I'll pay a little bit of attention well yeah a you'll little. you'll hear something and you'll peer over to the TV and be oh shit okay that's cool yeah. but you're not getting eyeballs man it's not gonna happen it's well now it doesn't even really matter because no it's they're, they're struggling and you know it came out this week the ACC was exploring. Looking at Cal and Stanford, mm-hmm. um, a couple of programs where I've been opposed to it, which you know I don't understand why you would be opposed. You're putting yourself in a on a West Coast market. Uh, you're going to be the only reason I think people would be opposed is the fact for the travel. Yeah, they don't want to have the. And it, you'll probably make one West Coast if you only have two West Coast teams. You're probably going to make one West Coast trip a year. Yeah, if that. I would say because you, you can't play that many games. Yeah, you'll probably go to the West Coast two times out of five years. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, I don't think the trouble gonna, is that bad. The trouble is going to be for Cal and Stanford, not for you. You know. Mm-hmm. So that that would be the only gripe I could see. But you, you but know, they're you going did, on the road six times, no matter what. Yeah, well, but you did make te- a, technically five times because you would put those. I would assume you would put those two in the same side of the division. Right, yes, because you would want them to stay on the same coast yep. and play each other yearly. Yeah. And just to create, like, some kind of natural rivalry well, you, for you, them. You keep a rivalry for them. Right. Yeah. Even though Cal and Stanford's not much of a rivalry. No, it's not much of a rivalry. I mean, I think Stanford-USC Yes, those is, were is rivalries, more, but they're not going to be in the same conference. No, not even close. That's the thing that's going to kill me is, like, when they go – Enjoying the Big Ten, like you're losing rivalries. I and I felt that was, you know, I I told you I felt that's what hurt Nebraska when Nebraska left the Big Twelve and went to the Big Ten that they lost all of their natural rivalries, all of them. That happened with A and M when they went to the SEC. Yeah, yeah, and I think A and M is still sort of reeling from. A little honest. bit, but they're gating two of them right back. So, oh yeah, you're gonna see. And what's, and what's sad? One of them is the reason they left the, the conference anyway. <laughs> it, it is, and, uh, and you know that's gotta just boil their blood. That Texas is coming in and just taking their shine. Well, they had. I 
if I remember correctly, every team voted for him to come. So they did. So they had to approve it too. So even if they didn't want, I think it was a point that even if they voted no, they were. It wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to help them. No. Let's be real. It's about money. Oh, yeah. And Oklahoma and Texas are going to bring in dollars. That's what it's all about. You you brought in two uh, two having hitting two of the biggest money programs in NCAA. Period. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, when you talk about the Midwest, those are the two biggest programs. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, and that's why you're seeing the SECs can kind of dominate this. And I mentioned it uh, to you earlier was they don't have to go get one of these West Coast. Teams. No, they don't. They don't no. have to. They don't have to mess around with all this travel and stuff like that because they're already in a good spot. They don't have to do a thing. And Nothing. if they want to increase their uh, members, members, they can because they can go poach from anybody. Yeah. Because tell me, tell me a team that wouldn't want to be in the SEC from the ACC, really. Money. Money driven wise, right? Same they thing. All, they all Big would. twelve. They all would. They'd all jump in, right? Yeah. I don't know if they'd go Big Twelve. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying the Big Twelve would jump into the SEC. Any team in the Big Twelve would want to go to the SEC. Any team in the ACC would want to join the SEC. I don't know. I think the Big Twelve might be holding pat. I don't think those guys would jump. No, but I, there's not a team left that the SEC would want. I'm just telling you, if the SEC came knocking on one of their doors, they'd well, be like, ah, okay. Well, if they were trying to go power, if they were straight up trying to go power, they would be like, all right, let's try to poke Ohio State. Let's try to poke Michigan. Oh, of course. I don't. Th- that's why I didn't mention the Big Ten. Yeah. And the Big Ten, I think, is going to be set. You're not really going to poach anybody from there, especially the big dogs. Well, they've already, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, they've already poached who they wanted from the Big Twelve. Exactly. They got. They, they got, got what they want. wanted. That's yeah. why I said I don't. I doubt they go that way. But what they want to do is they do want to poach out of the ACC if oh, they God. do make that move. Yeah. Because there, there's a Virginia market and a North Carolina market that they're not part of. Yeah, and, and they and the thing is, I you know, do, would they have a preference? It would probably be like Carolina and Virginia, but that would so hurt my feelings. But I don't think it's I I I don't think they would care if they if it was NC State, they'd be like, okay, we'll just we'll deal with that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or if it was Virginia Tech, they'd be like, okay, that's cool, we'll take it. But there's no need for them really to go anywhere else because they're already in the other markets. But that North Carolina and Virginia market is untapped for the SEC, and I could see them going and trying to poach to those see, schools I, for I could see those two. You and I have talked about that before, mm-hmm. and I completely understand why. I could see them wanting a Carolina or NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Everything I, you seem to read, though, it keeps talking about Clemson or Florida State. Which, they they want way. those are those are big football players. Oh yeah, yeah. And there there's money there. So of course that that's why you'll see them be mentioned. However, if you look at it from untapped potential, those are the two states they're not in. Those are two states they can get in. Oh yeah. And and I doubt they would really care to have Wake Forest because it's not gonna bring a whole lot of fan fandom or no. uh Money. It's not going to be a home run hit in North Carolina. That probably. But you go with one of the three. But actually, I doubt they'd even really want Duke. No. It'd be Carolina or NC State. They've already got their smart school. (laughs) 
Vandy and only Vandy. That's it. Yeah. That's all they're doing. Vandy would vote no automatically. No, yeah. no more smart schools. We're, we're only it. us. Only we're allowed to be smart. Yes. Hey, you, we at least have an excuse for why we suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's crazy, Brian. It's even Vandy, like every every now and then, the, yeah. Every three or four years, I'll pop in win eight or nine games. You're like, where the hell did that come from? Exactly. Yeah. Are they, hell, they won an SEC title not too long ago. In basketball, not in football. Yeah. In basketball. So it's not. It, but their basketball program is. Be competitive. Their basketball program has always been. Hey, man, the Jerry okay. Sackhouse is coming into his own. I, I don't even want to talk about Jerry Sackhouse because you and I talked about him before. Cause, you know, I thought he would have been a fine coach at Carolina. I, I think if they got to redo the hiring now. They might have taken him. I think they would take him. Especially what you've seen him do with that pro. It took him a little longer than I think people wanted it to for Jerry, but what but he's turning into there, they're on Vandy, the uptick. They're on the uptick. Nah, Vandy. I mean, I'm not saying Vandy's some kind of powerhouse right now, but I mean, they they're, they're moving not, in the right direction, and they're not bottom dwellers of that conference. Nah, nah. So, yeah, but that that's that's what it's about. The SEC kind of. You have the opportunity to be competitive, even though it doesn't look like it. Because, you know, in football, Vandy is always usually the one win, even though Kentucky lost to them this they're, year. But they're that, they're that team on the schedule like, all right, if, if, you're, if you're Bama, if you're Georgia, you're oh, yeah. Florida, you're yeah. Tennessee, you're those guys, you're like, oh, that's a win. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, that's a win. Mm-hmm. And, and for Tennessee, it's not always. Tennessee lost Vandy this year. They're the the what I thought was great in basketball or football. Football, no way. I'm pretty sure they did. No way. Or it was close. Because I want to think that was after Hooker got hurt, right? Well, that after Hooker got if it was then they might have beat him. Yeah, I don't think I I didn't think Tennessee lost them. I think they did this year. Maybe I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Ah, I want to say that did happen, but. But you can chalk it up. I liked it a few years ago when Vandy beat the wheels off of somebody like the week before Alabama, and they were undefeated at the time. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're ready for Alabama," and, blah, yeah. and then dude, Alabama scored like sixty on them, beat them sixty to three or sixty to ten or something like that. Oh no, it wasn't Vandy beat. Uh, it was South Carolina that beat Tennessee at the end of the year. Yep, that was it. Yeah, I got them mixed up. Yeah, because Tennessee beat the brakes off Vandy this year, fifty six nothing. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, I got it mixed up. But you know, that was the that was the thing. Like they should have beat South Carolina easily and didn't. Even without Hendon Hooker at that time. It just goes to show what quarterback play does for a team in college. Oh yeah. Like I mean quarterback oh, yeah. play is super important in the NFL and, and in college, but like it's yeah. it's it's just different. If you change what you're used to doing the whole time. I mean, honestly, they got lucky when they beat Alabama. Uh, that was a good game. It was a great game. I was we were tailgating for the Kentucky Mississippi State game uh, this year when that game was on, and we had it on, and I was just pulled for Alabama so hard. (laughs) But it was just it was I mean it was score after score after score. It was nobody was stopping anybody. No man, it was just a barn burner. I don't really mind college games like that. Long no, time. no, it's fun. I but, mean, it, it everything's exciting. Something's happening at all times. It's 
I'm all about that stuff, man. As long as it's not my team, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I got to see uh, sometimes North Car- even when it is your team. Though. I got to see North Carolina and App State play a game like that, and that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. That was the first game last year, right? First or second game? Yeah. Was, oh. I actually watched. What's really weird is I can remember it. I watched App State's first like three games. Well, you wanted to watch one of them. I wanted to watch one of them, and then the I think it was the third. The A&M was the second or third game, right? The third game was the game they won with, like, the Hail Mary on the last play of the game. Oh, yeah, because they did start undefeated last year. Yeah, they weren't, like, three or four. Or almost, not undefeated, because they lost to Carolina. Yeah, they lost to Carolina, but, like. But they they went on a little bit of a run, and that A&M game was just like, oh, this team's legit. Mm-hmm. And it made you think Carolina was, like, going to, and which they were. But it made I'm, you think, like, Carolina's going to be pretty good, too. Well, Carolina was okay. Their problem is they didn't. They come didn't to find out A&M just sucked ass. Well, Carolina didn't have a defense. Yeah. At all. Right. I mean, oh, no, we saw that. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've gone way off tangent here getting into uh, what's happened <laughs> throughout last year and yeah. stuff. But, yeah, back to conference realignment. Uh it's the new age of football, not even just football, but just the new age of college sports, really. Well, I think the ACC can make a power move. I think they could. And how they Let's make a power Cal move. Take Stanford. That's it. You're not going to poach anybody. Who are you going to poach from an existing conference? No, the, the power move, because of the way everything is lining up right now, the power move is to force Notre Dame to join as a pool member. That's the best power move they can make. See, and you know, talking about independence, it's it's like I mean, Notre we, Dame would po- would make so much more money to join a conference. Yes. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, they've got their own TV deal with NBC, so I don't yeah, know but how that's going to end soon. I think it's only a few more a year or two. Actually, it's not even a few years. Yeah, but NBC but is going to turn right around talked, and write the check again. But they've also talked about the fact that if they were to join a conference, they would make more money. Yeah. My problem is so I, even with their own deal with NBC, it doesn't. My problem is if they were to join a conference, I don't think the ACC is where they would go. What the? Yeah i I don't think they're going to the ACC. I don't think. I think what you would see with Notre Dame is they that Big would be Ten. a team that would go to the Big Ten. Yeah. They fit, but the SEC could make a play like that. But I mean, but I just don't see Notre Dame wanting anything to do with the SEC. Well, they've already got they rivalries would, there. They've already got rivalries built into the Big Ten. Exactly. They, they play they Ohio State. It. They play Michigan. Michigan. Yep. Michigan State, even uh, US, Indiana, USC, USC. They play now. USC. Every yes. Year. Yeah. So I mean, it, it it makes the most sense. That's sick. Yeah, so we're watching the Raiders and Niners preseason game, and uh, I'm sure someone's going to die in the stands. These two teams definitely hate each other. Being that it's a preseason game, it might not get too heated. But yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of hatred between these two. Oh my god, dude! I saw a funny Instagram reel. It was talking about the preseason game, and it was the whole like I don't know what what scene from what movie is, but it was like pretty much all the heads superimposed on all the players, and it was just cholo attitude going back and forth. <laughs> and I was just like, oh god. Awesome. And I was like, oh, my God, Jesus. Yeah. I see it. I, I'd much rather see this in a regular season. Oh, God, yeah. That'd be so much better. Oh, yeah. 
But you get the preseason one, so you get that hatred at least. I'm dude. I'm just glad football's on. You and me both, brother. Just glad. Yeah, I don't. Me. I don't even care. You know, I don't care who's playing. I. I like I said, I watched football all day yesterday, except for the four o'clock game for some god for no reason. That's good. Well, there was an issue with the Eagles game yesterday. Like, it just started and then went black on Hulu TV, which is what my brother had. I was mm-hmm. up in Raleigh yesterday. And it just went black. I was like, huh, okay. I just took a nap. Well, like, uh, well, like I'm trying to watch the Carolina stuff because I wanted to see Bryce Young. I wanted to get a look at him. I, granted, I know it's preseason. Who I mean, everybody wants to get a look at somebody, like, from some team. It, it, it comes back to... Uh, Anthony Richardson, his third pass, he threw a pick. They, the, all the rookie quarterbacks looked like rookie quarterbacks yesterday. Levis looked like a rookie. Richardson looked like a rookie. Even Stetson Bennett did not. Well, Stetson Bennett is thirty years old, so <laughs> he was definitely the old man. God, he is the modern day Chris Winkie. <laughs> Except somehow he went to college for six years and didn't get a degree. Winky didn't? No, oh, Stetson man. Bennett hadn't yet. I thought Stetson Bennett got a degree. No. He has not graduated. You're kidding. No, look it up. I'm not lying. What the hell is he doing? Playing football. But how do you not get a degree in six years? I don't know. Like, was he taking like eight hours well, I'm every wondering, semester? I'm wondering if he was like... Changing changing majors every other semester or something like that. So he's like a couple credits away from like four degrees right now. Probably, <laughs> but I know he hasn't graduated. There's been a big. There's been all kinds of talk about that. Oh man, I haven't even picked up on that. Well, that's pretty funny to me. Yeah, yeah. No degrees, two national championships. Well, well, that's crazy. Well, yeah, so. We do have preseason football, which is great. We get to see, uh, like we said at the top of the, the show, too, was we're going to see a bunch of people we hadn't heard of. Like, we watched the Saints and Chiefs before this. Oh, and yeah. that kid, uh, number 27, what was that kid's uh, name right. for the Chiefs? Remigio or something like that? Remigo, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a guy, you just went, he stood out, though. He just showed out. He made a couple good catches. And just was no name that you hadn't heard of, but you got interested in watching preseason football. Dude, he made some great catches. I mean, the fantastic look great. Uh, he caught one with his uh, face in the quarterback. Oh, yeah. And just got, I mean, the quarterback left him for dead. He held on to the ball and took a hit. Yeah. And first down, fantastic though, that catch. was a third and long. Yeah. But, yeah, there are little plays like that that you like to see and just want to find these little diamonds in the rough, per se. They're out there. You can find them. We may get that chance. Oh, Charles Woodson. Yep. Mm. Last offensive guy to win the Heisman. That's true. From Michigan. And there will never be another one to do it. Probably not. Never. Nah, offense is—he gets all those awards. And what's sad is I don't even think he should have won his. Who did you think should get it over? I feel like that is the—that was the—I think he won it the same year that Ladamian Tomlinson. I think it was his junior year at TCU. I think. Oh, that's who I thought should have won it. 
Like, I think he had, like, 2,000 yards rushing and a bunch of touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Like, it was ridiculous. But, again, at that time, TCU was a small school in a smaller conference. So, you know, they didn't – those guys never get enough credit. I mean, look at Steve McNair's last year in college. His stats are stupid. And he finished third in the Heisman Trophy betting. But. Well, yeah, of course, we could dive in on a bunch of these, like, names that you haven't heard and what what you could be looking for for depth chart purposes for your fantasy football team. But I just feel like that's not going to do any justice because no. we, we might fall in love with a guy and then he just gets cut the next day. Yeah. Never make any of those season decisions until like that week four or put yeah like we uh, preseason week four yep yeah that kind of stuff uh, so I rather kind of just dig in and let's talk about what we think each position ranking we have um and what I mean is if you have your pick of this position who are you going with. In the fantasy football, that doesn't mean just for your team. Like for you, if you were to field a team out there, but for fantasy football, which means point wise, points. Who, who you're do I worried want, about points. Who do I so, want at each position? Right. So if you could take anybody at quarterback, where are you going? Man, it'd really be hard to honestly. It's going to be either Mahomes or Hurts. Yeah. Um, I think Justin Herbert has a lot of upside. I think Josh Allen has a lot of upside. Yeah. Um, after that, I don't really care. I think everybody else from that point on, from those four guys through, like, the next ten, I think the next ten are all pretty equal. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, what we saw in some of the fantasy – in the mock drafts and stuff, you know, Aaron Rodgers going, like, the 10th or 11th round. That's, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And that he seems to be like the fourteenth quarterback off the board right now. Yeah, so I mean that's what I'm saying. You can you can get anyone. So I'm you give that you're getting value late. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah you're definitely gonna get some value late. But if I'm taking my if if I had to pick, it's gonna be Hurts or Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I don't think you go. I think everybody now. like really likes Mahomes just for it, yeah for the most part his durability. He yeah. hasn't really been hurt. Maybe last year he got dinged up a couple times. Um, Josh Allen's another dude like that. Yep. I don't know if the point production can continue. That's what my concern is with him. So I don't think I that he would be my pick. I, I'm going to be biased as hell and say Jalen Hurts because he puts up points. He had a lot of rushing touchdowns. Well, see, that's where that's where and, Hurts makes up the difference. Like I don't think exactly. he, I don't think he can. Com- I don't want to say I don't think he can compete in the passing game with him. He outperformed Mahomes in the Super Bowl. That's just one game. So, this is the biggest game. A game they still lost. Uh, defense did not show up in the second half. That's as clear as day. No, it I mean, was no, not I mean, because I'm, of the offense. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm yeah. just saying where he makes up his strides is the rushing touchdown. Sure. Is he going to continue But we're talking that? about fantasy football here. Is he we're gonna, talking, do you want fantasy football points or do you want, you know, are you talking about the, the production on the field? My we're question, talking strictly fantasy football points, Steve. We're not talking. I understand that. Is not, he, my question is, is he going to continue to do the rushing touchdown? He, why? He did the last two years. 
I don't see any reason why he's not going to continue to point production. He had strong point out uh, um, outputs the last two years. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to do the same thing. Okay, I'm not. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. I said I would be either going to take him or Mahomes. Oh, I know, but you're, what I you're, said is like the, where he makes up ground on Mahomes is in the running game. Yeah, no, that's I, what I was saying. No, I get that, but um, I'm just saying I want to make sure you understand that the that's, whole thing's about points. That's it's where not, that's where Josh not, Allen makes a lot of his points up is in the running. Game. He he gets that. Lamar Jackson certainly gets it that way. Yeah, but I need to see more. Like, I need a healthy Jamar ja- or Lamar Jackson to even consider taking him. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, of course, Mahomes is proven year in and year out. He's going to be a QB1 in your fantasy lineup. You And it's because he puts points on the board for his team and for your fantasy yeah. team. If Lamar, Same thing with Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson will when he's healthy. If he's healthy. Joe Burrow is the next dude for me. I like I like Burrow. But Burrow is already going in with health health questions already. It's a calf thing, uh, but nothing torn. Yeah, but calves always lead to Achilles, and you can. So I mean, it's kind of kind of iffy. But like like I said, I would go with probably Hurts or Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Burrow. The only reason I kind of left Burrow out of my list was the was the calf. Yeah, that's what scares me. A lot of people like Justin Fields. And he came on strong at the end of last year, but that's another one of the running. Game that's a things. running. That's a running thing only. I need to see more passing production. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. But I agree with you. I, but I mean, I kind of feel the same way with Lamar too. Like Lamar's actually getting ready to have probably his best wide receiver core he's ever played with. Uh, yeah, that's pretty true. To be honest, he's probably mm-hmm. getting ready to have it. So if he's going to have a big year, this could be it. Oh, he says he's getting four thousand passing yards this year. Okay. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. He's not going to stay on the field long enough to get 4,000 passing yards, let alone three, probably. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll Joe, see. like I said, with Joe Burrow, I think he would probably be my third uh, third choice. Justin Fields is projected as the sixth quarterback off the board. And, you know, just one late season push does not make me feel comfortable making him my QB1. No. No. I would much rather take the seventh quarterback that's uh, been off the board at Justin Herbert or the eighth in Trevor Lawrence. I like Herbert a lot. I think Trevor Lawrence could make a huge step forward Mm -hmm. this year. I mean, he made a good step last year forward. Sure. But, I mean, I I like Herbert. I like Herbert a lot. I think he has a lot of weapons. Like, I think their offense could be one of the best in the NFL. Their their problem is going to be on the defense side of the ball, so Mm -hmm. they're going to have to score a lot of points. That's true. They're going to have to. So, I mean, that's kind of why I like Herbert. I mean, what, 32, 33 touchdowns last year, 38 the year before. Yeah. I mean, but you also want to think about, yeah, the defensive side of the football. Are they giving up a ton of points? Because, like, the steal could be like a Jared Goff, a guy that's got to force, is going to be forced to throw. Yeah. He's going to be forced to throw to stay in football games. Jared Goff's going to be that guy that goes in like. And he's 18. Is the average? Uh, he's the 18th averaged uh, quarterback off the board. Well, we, you and I talk about like that all the time. That's a, we we that's love those guys. Story. Oh yeah, Kirk Cousins is down there Kirk, at 13, and David you got Carr. A, Derek Carr is at 21. Yeah, yeah, yep. 21. Yeah, that's you could, that's your backup. You could get Derek Carr at the rate. You could get him in the 14th round. I know. Just bang, bang, just keep. Plugging away at all these other position players, mm-hmm. and then get your quarterback in the fourteenth round. 
there's a possibility, I mean, that you're going to get a solid point production yeah. out of a quarterback. I mean, we talked about Aaron Rodgers in the tenth round. Yeah. That's I would crazy. take that all day long. Yeah. All day long. And not just because, you know, I'm a Packers homer. I would take that production all day long. Because he's going to get you points. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 100%. has he has he let you down at times? Sure. But. But as you know, that's quarterback-wise. Running back-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, God, dude. McCaffrey or Eckler? Yeah, so that's uh, that would be the next one up. Like if uh, point production-wise, and we're talking non-PPR, of course, because that's our league. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Eckler or McCaffrey. Derrick Henry. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I think Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb because he's the do-it-all back and he's – I saw a um, I saw a video he's the other day where they, somebody had posted an Instagram reel of their draft. Yeah. And they ended up with the last pick and the 12th man. They actually went Chubb-Henry back-to-back picks. How would they make it that low? Because we got we 12th took Chubb in our mark draft last week. We took Chubb at six. Yeah. He got him at twelve. They got twelve and thirteen. Damn. And I was like, I can't even really argue with that logic. No, that's if I got that option, give it to me. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, I I, I can't. But it's like point production. McCaffrey's going to catch a lot of balls. He's going to get a lot of receiving yards. He's going to get touchdowns. Eckler's the same way. Yeah. No, and I mean Eckler. Eckler was the touchdown champ last year yeah. for a reason. I mean, if you're going, if you're going straight rushing based on just rushing yards, it would be Chubb or Henry. We're, we're focused on points, total yep. points. So I think I, I like the Eckler thing. He stays healthy. He's on the field. He's given production. Yeah. Everybody likes McCaffrey, and he did play a full season last year. Played fantastic. But do it in consecutive years to show that it could be, you know, these these injuries aren't going to be lingering and he, I'm, it's going to affect me because I just feel like he's just one big hit away from, you know, ruining my fantasy football team. Yeah, and at, but at the same time, he's also, you know, that guy that can give you a 1,000 rushing yards and a 1,000 receiving yards in a heartbeat with exactly. 20-something touchdowns. No, he, he he's tough. He wouldn't be my first. I would go Eckler and then probably Chubb. That, for me, just because I like the durability factor of both. Yeah, I wouldn't and, argue with that. The points are going to be there. And I think you'll see Cleveland on the uptick in terms of offensive production this year. Uh, I got to imagine wide receiver are probably both on the same page. <laughs> yeah, that's that one's tough to uh, – it's going to be pretty hard to argue that one. I mean, you could attempt to make cases in place, but I don't know how you don't go Justin Jefferson. No, you have to. I mean, he gets mad targets every game. Yeah, he's 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 uh, a beast. And he, he makes, catches everything. Yeah. He's he's fantastic. I mean, you uh, can, you can maybe make, Jamar Chase is the only one I would say because he's going to have he's got the better quarterback throwing to him. But but the problem is he Kirk Cousins got, ain't bad man. We love Kirk Cousins. The the problem with Chase though is like Higgins on the other side is pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty good too. No, that has a lot. Uh, but Justin Jefferson too. now is paired with the number two. Yeah. Well, he had a solid number two last year in Thielen. Thielen's falling off. Well, when you're throwing the ball 14 times to Justin Jefferson, of course Thielen's going to I love those targets. Off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cooper Cup, of course, uh, would be probably a good third, I think. Yeah, Cooper Cooper probably. you Because he's just been consistent year could, in, year out. He got hurt last year, but 
You're in, you're out, man. Cooper Cup is that dude. You could argue him, number one. You could argue. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't think you're talking about anybody else after that, really. No, I don't think you are either. No, I mean, but right. of course, you're starting two wide receivers and you have a flex. So going, ne- next guys that you're talking about, especially like in the scenario you, you, you had in the first round for that guy that picked 12 and 13. What about this scenario where the running backs aren't looking that great? Now you can go back to back with your wide receivers. You know, and you're talking about Justin Jefferson, of course, probably wouldn't be there, but you're talking Chase maybe like going to be there. Yeah. Cup's so maybe like a Tyreek Hill might be there. Devontae Adams, um, uh, even AJ, AJ Brown, Brown Stefan Diggs. Yeah. yeah. I think the Devontae Smith guy is that guy you're going to find probably somewhere in that second round. Late second, early Late third. Late second, early third. Yeah. So you'll yeah. be able to cover it. I mean, I'm not a big advocate of going back to back wide receivers. If I could avoid it, I will. But it also just depends on how those chips fall. It, it depends on what's sitting there. Yeah. If I've got a, if I've got a Devontae Adams and a Tyreek Hill sitting there. It's kind of hard not to say, "Damn, dude, I, that's 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 my starting wide receivers." I mean, it would be great, right? Starting wide receivers without a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, geez, wide receiver like once you get past like Jefferson and Cup, Chase, there's a group that are all fantastic wide receivers. No bueno. No, that beer just exploded. No bueno. Thanks, equilibrium. Yeah. But uh I think I think we're pretty even there. I think tight end we're probably gonna be pretty I think we're probably consensus there too. With Travis. Travis is the tight end. Well, yeah, I mean you gotta think he's getting wide receiver targets exactly. at, at the tight end position. No no other tight end is getting the targets he's getting. Nobody. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's Kelsey I'm, and then everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think. I mean Andrews is good because um, he's gonna he's gonna get looks in that offense. Waller is um, solid, especially when he's for healthy. a guy that likes to scramble and get out of the pocket. Um, he's a great safety belt. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the third guy right now is T.J. Hawkinson. I liked Hawkinson. I think Detroit acquiring him was a great. You mean? Thing. Who was it? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota got him, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Detroit trades him. No. I don't know why you're trading. It didn't make any sense. I don't know. It's a weird move. Darren Waller is four in New York, which is, I don't know. They kept Kyle Pitts over Kittle. Really? Yeah. And then Goddard falls at seven. I need I need to see I need to see Pitts outproduce Kittle. I need to yeah. see it mm-hmm. before I'll believe it. I had I had Pitts and Pitts was Well, Atlanta was not very good last year. Well it wasn't, it wasn't very good. Like I had Pitts its rookie year too, and I don't know how why it took him two years in a row. But he like he would get targets, he'd get yardage, he just could not score a damn touchdown to save his life. And then there's times with Julio Jones too, like that in Atlanta. Like, I I know. You're I like, know. dude, you got freaking hundred catches and thirteen hundred yards and one touchdown. What the? <laughs> what is going on? Like, you need more than that. I need to see it. I agree with you. Uh, I, maybe this is that year, though. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I it mean, is Ritter. 
but they're going to be able to run the football. That's for sure. I think they're. I think the threat of the running game for Atlanta could help their passing game. Just mm-hmm. for the, just the threat. I mean, with Bijan Cordell. No, there's threat. there's plenty of uh, threat from the running game. Uh, yeah, you're going to see that happen for sure. Yeah, and then the fact that Robinson catches the ball just fine, and of course Patterson does too. Patterson, yeah, out of the backfield. I, it's not going to surprise me if you don't see them both in the backfield. Some. Why not? They put one in motion and send them out. I Makes mean, a ton of sense. Dude, you could run double wheels with those guys. Yep. You know how hard that would be for a linebacker core? I mean, that's... But, you know. That's just me talking, so that doesn't mean they will do it. But I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, if you have the option, you do. I mean, you see, you see San Francisco do Debo and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield all the time. That makes sense. I mean, the I'm a firm believer that you scheme towards the talent you have, and I think that's the difference between great coaches and good coaches. I think that's the difference between college coaches and good NFL coaches. You know, we saw it with Chip Kelly. Mm. You know, I mean, you firsthand got Let's to not see talk it. about that. But, I mean, he tried to force his his style. Oh, no, I know. Instead of playing to the talent. I mean, he traded Shady away. Mm. You traded uh, at Deshaun that. Jackson away. You, you essentially traded a top five running back and a top ten wide receiver away. Both of their prime. Yeah. Mm, still mad. Still mad about that. All right, let's go to kickers. Of course, Justin Tucker, not oh. one and only. Yeah. Right, nothing nothing more to talk about there. Uh, yeah, Tucker he, or Buckner? Uh, yeah, um, Buckner in uh, Kansas City is a good one. McPherson in Cincinnati, Carlson in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Vegas because they, they could drive the ball, but they don't put it in the end zone as much Who's as they Detroit's should. Detroit's kicker? Detroit's kicker. Now, see, that's a good one. Um, he's not very high on the board, though, which is kind of surprising for a team that scores a lot of points. Well, they're he's actually dead last in kickers right here. That's on the board. That's out of 20. Of course, there's 30. Uh, Coon. Uh, Riley Patterson is the kicker for Detroit. Yeah, I don't know enough about him. No, sir, I do not. Do not know enough about him. Yeah, so... Uh, Atlanta's kicker probably wouldn't be bad. Coon. Yeah, Koo is a good kicker. He's six off the board. Tyler Bass at Buffalo. Jake Elliott in Philly, Greg Zerline uh, with the Jets. My, uh, McManus my is in Jacksonville, and you got uh, Dicker the kicker at, at the Chargers. Well, you got to think. I the problem is we're talking kickers. I never draft one. I just pick one up after exactly. the draft is over. I will tell you one kicker not to get is Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, you want that guy, right? Oh, I don't think they even wanted him. I know you're not taking Carolina's kicker for a couple of years there. No. God, dude. They had three guys that couldn't make squat. No. So that leaves defense. (sighs) I got to imagine. Niners are going to be on top of the board there. Niners are on top of the board. You got. Um, Eagles probably got to be right there. 
Eagles um, are four. Really? Bills two. Okay. Cowboys three for some reason. I don't trust that. Don't either. I would take the Eagles over the Cowboys defense all day. Long. I think most people would. Um, I think there's a little bit of too much too much hype there. You got two players. You got Parsons and Diggs. Oh wait, you you got old ass Gilmore. Sorry, you got three <laughs> old or t- ass too. or or two and a half, whatever you want to call it. This can't be John Clay, can it? Who didn't John Clay die? I don't know. In these raking. In these raking. Oh, is that? Ooh, touchdown. That was nice. No, it was John Clayton that died. Yeah, That's John Clayton died. Yeah. Throat cancer, right? I don't know. I think so. But there's like, these rankings are made up of four, um, four people. It just says Clay, but I don't know which Clay it is. Mike Clay. Mike okay. Clay, okay. So Mike Clay has the Eagles ranked as the 18th best defense. What? Yeah. What's I, he, I don't know why. What is he drinking and smoking? Uh, I mean, he has the Niners as one. So, I mean, it's not like he's, he's got the Bills as three. Cowboys at six. Who was two? The Steelers. I don't think Steelers number two defense. I think they're good. No, I think they're yeah, good. They'll be good, but damn. Let's see. I got to know where Mike Clay comes from. He's probably a Dallas guy. You know how they are. They always rank everybody low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to have some kind of hate for the Eagles to rank them that low, though. Yeah, that's serious hate. Yeah, that is real big-time hate. There's, there's no way there's 18 defenses or 17, 17 def- better defenses. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And, you know, I don't even really care about the Eagles. But I can tell you, they there's no way. There no, there's no way they shouldn't be drafted in a 12-team league. Who? The Eagles. Uh, that's what they're saying, yeah. They, Not one team to start the Eagles. Yeah. There's that's. no way. No way. Yeah, I mean, he's also here. Here's an article that says he has the uh, New York Giants interior defensive line is the best in football. This guy is a joke. Uh, whatever he says, I've got that means absolutely nothing to me. The Giants, point. yeah, no way. This dude's stupid. I can't buy that. Let's let's tweet some bullshit at him. I, I, I need to, I need to see it. I need to see to believe. The Packers have one of the league's best teams on paper, and I don't think you could convince me otherwise. Bad guy's full of shit. <laughs> QB is very good. How do you even fucking know? This guy's a joke. Yeah, yeah. We got just anything he ranks is just out of here for me. I mean, I'm a Packers fan, and there's like, I think they have a lot of potential on paper. Mm hmm. I think a lot of potential, but I don't think they are one of the best on paper. Maybe on the defensive side of the ball, maybe a couple of positions, maybe wide uh, running back. He has the Dolphins' defense is four. It's a little high. Yeah, I don't know, man. Saints' defense is five, but Saints' defense has always been pretty solid. Yeah, but the Dolphins added added Bradley Chubb. And uh, Jalen Ramsey, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean that. I mean they could they could they definitely could be, be better. Yeah, for sure. He's got the Browns at seven, which they're not terrible. No, no. but I mean, two other people have a, the Browns defense rated at fifteen and nineteen. He's the only one that has the birds rated like just as a shitty. Where, where's everybody else at? Four, three, and two. Oh yeah. See. Yeah, this is, this is a pure hatred right there. Yeah, that's pure hatred. I'm seeing if he's got hate for somebody else somewhere. Yeah, so definitely not a fan of Mike Clay. No. No, I don't think that guy knows what he's talking about. No. But uh, Patriots are another one up there. They're fifth uh, rated defense. Saints at six. Dolphins at seven. Um, I mean, yeah, if you get your pick, the, the Niners defense, of course, uh, has proven you're in and you're out. Just out of curiosity, where's Carolina ranked in here? In defense? Yeah. They are not in the tw- top 20. Ooh. What about the Packers? Where are the Packers at? Packers should be up there. They're at 12. Okay. Yeah. I think the thing with the Packers is you're going to see them gassed at times probably because they'll be on the field a little more than they're used to. That goes back to what I was telling you. Run the football. Right. Run no. the football. Hey, and who was that kid? Wilson yesterday for them. Ran the F out of the football yesterday. Look, look good. What, eight, nine carries, 100 and something, 112, 118 yards? 118, yeah, something crazy. He, he Over 100 yards. Yeah. Had over Benji on it, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, I think I think you can't really go wrong with in terms of points-wise with the Niners, with the Bills, uh, Eagles. I think you go any of the top five, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I, I, uh, the Patriots, just because it is the Patriots, you know? Belichick always has a solid defense. He does. The Saints have proven over the last five years having a top-flight defense, it, it does work. Um, uh, technically, you can you could even bank on the Cowboys being a good defense because they, they do get turnovers. So you're going to get those kind of points. Well, they get turnovers or they get touchdowns scored on them. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's one or the other. But, you know, yeah, is that something you're willing to risk? This uh, – they're risk versus reward kind of defense. Yeah. I mean, even though I, I, I do like Parsons. I think you can take Parsons. Who, I think who Parsons, doesn't like Parsons? I think he is. Michael Parsons is filthy. Yeah, he's legit. Right simple. Yeah. He's legit. I don't like to say any Cowboys player is legit, but. Me either. He, he is. No, he is. Yeah. He's a Pennsylvania product, though. He is. Yep. He is. So, we'll throw that out there. But that gives you an idea, really, um, in terms of. What we think you you should be looking at, especially the top um, players or teams in their in their positions, for what you may want to do with your fantasy football team, uh, we've been huge advocates of keeping the quarterbacks uh, late. Yeah, in our fantasy leagues, that's what we generally do. And unless you're going to go big early, and you got to go big early in our league. Oh, it does because I mean, even what you would, what we consider big is like taking a quarterback like in the fifth round, and that's like picking up a Jalen Hurts or you know uh, a uh, Josh Allen or anybody that wasn't. Let's say last year, Patrick Mahomes was probably the first one off the board. Second round, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, second round, and then Jalen Hurts was picked by the same person in the fourth round. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we and Jalen Hurts wasn't ranked as the third best quarterback. It, so that gives you an idea 
of what happens. Well, we have the reaches that end up happening because people are picking two quarterbacks before we've even taken one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you. I mean, they uh, weren't the only person that had two quarterbacks. At no, that early no, they weren't. They were the first. To have they two were the first, but there was more. Yeah, no, it happened before I even took my first. I, who did I end up with at quarterback last year? I you stole my guy. No, no, no. You stole my guy. I'm pretty sure because you and I had talked about it because I was super hyped up on Derek Carr being with Devontae Adams. I know. He wasn't with Devontae. Oh, yeah, he was last year. Uh, I was super hyped about that, and I was pretty sure you took him. Well, I think it's because someone took Kirk Cousins. I ended up with Cousins. Yeah, like I said, I think you took Cousins because I was going to take him. That was my pick the year before because I got him like in the 12th round. I was like, hell yeah, we're good. I know, I told you. <laughs> and then you stole him last year. That's why I had Derek Carr. I had to because I... Yes, I did have Derek Carr. I do remember you, it. You you took Carr over Cousins. No, I didn't. I yes, would not have did. done. I wouldn't have done that mess. Yes, she did. I oh, promise man, you. If you go, if you go back week. and look, I we're promise pulling up you. The, we're pulling up the take next week. I promise you. Look, you took it because I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> No, because I love I love having. Great I had guys. several guys that was on my list, and like I had like Kirk Cousins was like my last gamble. I was like, shit, I better take quarterback like right now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna take Kirk Cousins. I just don't see me taking Derek Carr over Cousins. No, I think you did. Mm. I think you did. We'll find out next well, week. The worst was our friend Rob a couple of years ago. Thought I was going to get Aaron Rodgers in like the eighth round, and he took him as his second quarterback. Because he took Tom Brady first, right? Yes. Yeah. He took- oh, yeah. That was like, that was annoying as hell. What the hell, man? Yeah. Why do you need both of these guys? Yeah. Oh, there's that Anthony Richard uh, Richardson pick. Yep. pick. Oh, great, look, great throw. Look, it's a little sidearm throw. It's great throw. It's the one in college your arm talent will win you. Yes. But it sailed on him. It's it was awful. He was the worst of rookie quarterbacks, I think. I'll take Sam Howell's number. That was pretty solid. Seven eleven. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell had a good game. Eighty yeah. yards and touchdown. He didn't bad, I'm I'm not going to draft him. Here's the DJ Moore catch. Look, it was actually a negative yard pass. It was, but he turned it in a sixty-two yard oh, touchdown. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> Gone. I'm going to hype you. Malik Willis, 16 to 25 and 189 yards. He's still trash. Oh, yeah. I, he, I'm just saying. Here's that Jalen Carter move. First snap Jalen Carter gets, gets to the quarterback. That's beautiful. I'm so excited. That's beautiful. I can't wait. Well, so next What week, are you talking about? That's the 17th ranked defense right there. <laughs> it is. Yeah, Mike Clay, you dipshit. Um, Next week, uh, I think you should we'll, throw that dude some Twitter heat. I should, asshole. So we'll talk about uh, a little bit of college football uh, previews. I like it. See what see what the ACC, the SEC, Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten, and of course the last season of Pac twelve football. It is the last season of Pac twelve as we know it. Right. So we'll have a give ourselves a little preview of that. Uh, let you. They get our take on what we think college football will look like next year. Right now, I'll give you an idea. Alabama's going to take it this year. I think it's going to be SEC. I'm not 100% sold on Bama. I'm, I'm sold on Bama. You don't, 
I like Bama. Don't get me wrong. I like them. I think they're right there, but it's another SEC team I'm looking at. It's going to be Bama this year. It's going to be Bama. Well, we'll talk about, we'll it talk about that next week. All right, man. Well, another week in the books. Yes, sir. Wrapped up, son. I will see you next week. Yes, sir. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.